Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabo and as always I'm joined by two absolute ballers, my good friends Toto back home from Sweden and Arman back home in Zurich. How are we doing boys? Hello guys. Hello, good, thanks. I'm going to I'm going to ask you about Sweden in a second but let's start with some warm-up questions to get your football brains going. Arman, who is winning the Euro in 2024? England. And even more oh, wow. niche, who is going to be the tournament's top scorer? That's for Toto. Mbappe. Yeah, I'm going with Mbappe. Yeah. You, you both came up with really original questions there, uh, answers there. <laughs> the, the, the bookies will love it. <laughs> First of all, welcome back, Toto. You've been on holidays all around Europe yep. for the past few weeks, which is good for you. Tell us about Sweden, about Stockholm. How how was it? How are you surviving the football-free period? But you know what? The, 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 the city is lovely. I think we all need to go there because it's not the type of vacation we usually do. But yeah, the city is lovely. And I went to, to watch a football game there. I went to watch Drew Gardens. I, I'm not sure about the pronunciation, but that's the name of the team. And yeah, the, the the atmosphere was really good. Uh, they had good fans, but the level is pretty low, I would say. Can you compare uh, it yeah. to anything in in Central Europe? Uh, I think it's going to be more for us, but I would say the the low table of the the Super League in Switzerland. And yeah, I think two gardens are like fourth in the in their league. And yeah, I would say like a team like Sion or Winterthur, something like that. So yeah. Okay, so so actually, for you, the for period it. isn't football free. You've actually consumed some football now. Oh yeah, I've been watching football every day. Now there is the 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 semi final of the U was under twenty one tonight. So yeah, this is true. Who are you? Who are you seeing going through there? Mm, uh, I think is it Spain, Ukraine, and Israel. Um, I think it's the other way around. I think it's England. No. Is um, it? Yeah, I think it's England, Ukraine. Wait, am I wrong here? No, I think it's Spain. You might be Spain. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Israel, England, and Spain, Ukraine. Yeah, I think England and uh, I think you know what? I think Ukraine will go through. I think Ukraine are going to win. They were pretty good against uh, France, and yeah, I think I'm going to go with Ukraine, uh, England, for the final. But let's see. We never know. It's so difficult to to predict anything. Are you going to finally watch some under-21 football, Arman, tonight? Um, yeah. I Tonight, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, have, I have my game tonight. Ah. But uh, but I saw I saw some clips of the of the English team, how they're playing out of the back, and they're like playing better than the than the A national team. I mean, it's crazy yeah. how they the composure and how they found find solutions in the when they play against the press it's it's really it's really amazing and how like Morgan Gibbs White and Emil Smith Rowe link up it's really impressive yeah they play some good stuff obviously by the time this has aired we will already know who won the Euros so oh yeah that's true we now sound like yesterday's news but that's fine we we stand by our our points um and i know you've been training individually you've got your friendly game tonight is there anything specifically that you're working on to improve your skills over the summer uh yeah 
yeah i do want to work like on my finishing um yeah, yeah just <laughs> i i just i think i can be even more prolific and yeah just like simple finishes like the finesse shot in the bottom right i think uh and especially with the left foot as well um just more be more precise because my left foot is all force but no precision so uh yeah yeah that's that i think and some close ball control passing good yeah. stuff i mean weak for weak for football is is key as yeah. Toto yeah. Will, will know <laughs> won't you Toto? why my, my left foot is really good why no i don't know because We've got a clip of him like doing a pass with his left, uh, left so foot. So I misplaced one pass like... over the course of no, the last like... half year with my left wow. foot. And it's caught on but camera. But it was like the worst really... one ever. It, was, oh, yeah, actually, it wasn't even that bad. Yeah. It was just over hit it, and I got was... really mad. The reaction made it's it It's not bad, worse. but over hit. Exactly. It's over. <laughs> no, it's it's not like, you know, it's gone 20 meters off. It's just I tried to lop it over to, to Alex or someone and it just went over. And I, I the, no, what made it bad good, was my reaction. Yeah, if, if we got weak for that, I noticed that. It's all about practice, yeah. brother. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk transfers. This podcast is all going to be about transfers. We will. This is a request from from viewers, actually. And I do encourage viewers to get in touch and, and come up with topics for us to discuss because it's always been fun and the inputs have been really good last week we spoke about rice to arsenal and arsenal's transfers in general this week we will go through the premier league's top seven and discuss which player they each should sign that's also been a request from various sources shout out to the boys in brent six side and my good friend niger um we are going to start though with the dortmund transfers there's obviously been a lot of action there players like Guerrero leaving to Bayern Bellingham has signed for Real Madrid Mahmoud Dahoud is is set to join Brighton in return they've signed Felix Mecha a young German midfielder who didn't come without controversy there was some homophobic comments he made in the past that really upset a lot of Dortmund's fan base saying they ought not to sign someone who has has commented like this in the in the past the club went through with the transfer anyway probably desperate because on a footballing level he is a, a very good addition from what i can tell from having seen him play for wolfsburg where do you stand on this how how has the transfer window been so far for your club toto uh to be fair i was really upset with guerrero because uh, I, I know there is the, the club is full as well because he wanted to stay and they didn't est- extend his contract but to go to Bayern I mean come on he's a traitor now he's one of the the lists uh, the long list but yeah f- a, a bit upset with that Bellingham going to Madrid I think it's fair enough uh, we we knew that but yeah you you talk about uh I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name and Mesha is it yeah I mean Mesha I don't know yeah, I don't know. But to be fair, I don't really know him. Uh, you talk about the, what happened in the past. Uh, I know it's not a good thing, but there were so many players that did things in the past that we are not happy with. But I don't think it's something that we should stop by. I think if the players know now that you shouldn't make those comments, I think it's fine. Uh, we did things when we were like 12 or 13 that we don't think now. So, yeah. But I, I get why they're they're angry. 
But yeah, I, I think we, we still need to, to sign a few players. Uh, I don't think that just one player is enough. I know there was still a lot of time, but I think we need more players than that, than just one. And yeah, let's see how it goes. But well, we've got Ben Sabani as well. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, maybe a good centre back as well will be needed. And going offensively, maybe a striker. Uh, people, I don't know why, but people love Haller. But I think we need someone more prolific, as Amon said before. Someone that when we got the chance, it's a goal. And yeah. I don't think that Hala is that player at the moment. It was maybe two or three years ago when he was at Ajax. But now, I know we still need to give him time because because of what happened to him. But yeah, I still don't think that he's the player, that player anymore. So yeah, let's see. Fingers crossed you'll find the signings needed to challenge for the title again. Yeah, but again, Bayern just came up with Kim now. So... Different levels, yeah. different levels yeah, of firepower to, in the transfer yeah. market. Yeah. Okay, let's turn our attention to the Premier League's top seven. I'm calling them top seven because Newcastle were third, and it would be really offensive to to them to include Chelsea over them in a list of top six clubs. And drop so out Tottenham now, so still top six. But even even Spurs were above Chelsea. I'm joking. So I'm I felt, joking. I felt wrong dropping them so we're good we're just going to do seven we've time for seven clubs <laughs> and we're going to start with Chelsea they were ranked the lowest I'm going to just quickly read out the list of players they've so far let go strap yourselves in they've let go of Havertz Kovacic Koulibaly Mendy Ruben Loftus-Cheek Kante Bakayoko Aspilicueta Zakaria's loan ended and Joao Felix's loan has ended to that list there are potentially Ziyech Pulisic and Lukaku to be added. There was as that... well the the the, the centre back uh, Colwill, is it? Yeah, but was he ever a first team regular? I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I is he the one in the under twenty one who play play yeah. so good? Yeah, yeah he's because he's really good. To be fair, he's quality. Really fair enough. Yeah. I I didn't include him just because I didn't consider yeah. him. To he's be a Brighton, no? Regular. No, where is he? He's at Chelsea, but he was on loan at Brighton, and now yeah. he came back to Chelsea. But I don't know what they're going to do with him. Yeah. The rumors are. I mean, that's the transfer window that I usually have on my first season on Football Manager, just clearing out the deadwood and letting go of every everyone above thirty who has the pace of I don't know lower than seventy five. We've just spoken about Chelsea a lot. Who, I mean, it's so difficult. Who do they need to sign, Toto? Who do you, where do they start? They've signed Nicholas Jackson, who's a centre forward from Senegal, got scored 12 goals in La Liga for Villarreal last season. They've signed Nkunku, we spoke about him. Where else? Where else do they start? To be fair, I, I, I was thinking as well about a player and I was like, I don't think they need any player. I just think that they need to put something together. I think Pochettino need to work with the team. And it's so tough to say now they need that guy, they need that player because we don't know the team. We don't even know how they're going to play. We don't know anything. And I think even for Pochettino, it's really tough. And so, yeah, because like even Nkunku, it wasn't his choice. I think Nkunku is, also, is of course, a good choice to, to have him in the team. But they, they have him now, but it wasn't Pochettino's choice. So I don't really know how he's going to play with him as a striker, as a winger, as a 10. We don't know. So... I don't think they need to sign any player. They got quality in the team. Just need to work all together and try to do something. Armin, do you have a name to add? 
Yeah. I was thinking of, of two positions. I was thinking of um, a center back or a striker, like a really world-class one. Because I think on the under positions, they're good in a sense, like maybe not perfect. And I do think letting Kovacic and Kante go was not the right move because for me, they're they're world-class for me, both of them. Um, So, yeah, I just had a name. I don't know why it came to my mind. It's Kimpempe. And I, th- I think he would be, because he's, I mean, he's still kind of young, but he has already huge experience in big competitions and big games. And I really like his profile. He's very aggressive. He's good on the ball. He's very fast. And I think he would add really much quality to Chelsea defense and leadership as well. So yeah, it's that's just one very one interesting shout. Very interesting shout to go. Yeah, the, the only problem with... I see is that he's got too many injuries. Uh, he was out for like six months this year again. Yeah, too many injuries. But yeah. I see the point, and I think it would be great because they all speak French at the back. Yeah, with Thiago Silva, Badia Shield. Fafana, they all speak French, so it would be a good addition to that. Yeah, yeah I, and I, I, well, I have a similar... I'm not really convinced by him. On, on... I think he's a good player, to be fair. I went for yeah, a similar name. Yeah, he's a good good player, but Chelsea doesn't want a good yeah, player. Course. They want world-class, you know? Yeah. So He can develop, though. This is what struck me when I was looking at this list. I don't know if Nicholas Jackson is going to carry the load of goals for Chelsea yeah. up top. I don't know if he's their solution. Yeah. It's a very difficult market at the moment for number nines. Everyone wants one. Clubs like Bayern Munich and Real Madrid and Man United are looking for number nines. So it's a difficult market to sign world-class players. I also don't think there are that many obvious world-class players in that position. So they might just be happy having one number nine now and going to try and, and let him play as much as possible and develop. Who knows? It's not like Pochettino isn't prone to working with youngsters. The looking at the squad, what stuck out to me was the center center back position, like you just said, Armand. They have a lot of eighteen to twenty four year olds there, and then they have Thiago Silva, who's thirty nine, yeah. and in between they have no one. So maybe someone like a Kimpembe, you know, late twenties, early thirties sort of type, lots of experience, still on the top of his game, could be very valuable for them. A name that came to my mind was Americ Laporte who's been in and out of the Man City team. I don't know if he's available. I don't know if they're they're even looking to sell him. I'm but not the biggest fan of him, to be honest. I think he could be a really good addition to <clears throat> the Chelsea team. Yeah. But hey. But don't you think that that he is just a good center back in an exceptional system? And I don't think That's a good he point. has that, you know, um he cannot, or maybe he can, but I don't see him structuring a defense by himself in a way. And really, so because Chelsea are going to get, there's going to be some pain for Chelsea this year. And they're going to lose games and they're going to have difficult times. I'm 100% sure of it. And then you need a center-back who is mentally strong and who is resilient, who is that physicality as well, you know, to deal with the counter-attacks and stuff like that. And I don't really see Laporte. Laporte is for me a very intelligent player in a way, and he's a good defender as well, but he really suits the system. And playing centre-back for Man City against Burnley at home, 
isn't really a difficult game for a center back. I think I could yeah. play center back. Yeah, I hear you on that. Well. Of course, I hear you on on that account. The the reason was just he he fits the profile of of a twenty nine year old. He's got bags of experience leading his country to a, a European semi final, and playing in all of those big games for Man City, part of title winning teams. European semi final. Yeah, with Spain, twenty yeah. Euro twenty one. He was a starter oh, yeah. in that team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's got the experience on both national and international level and, and could just be what those Chelsea centre-back youngsters are looking for, maybe add some legs to Thiago Silva's, although he he does seem to be evergreen. I don't know how he does it. But yeah, let's let's leave it there. We are kind of agreed that they're looking for potentially an extra striker in the centre-half, but don't really need to sign players as much as they need to let go of players at this stage. Let's move on to Spurs. Tottenham Hotspur have signed have signed Madison. Yeah, where do we start? Is a very good question. Have signed Madison. They've signed Vicario, the goalkeeper, who is there to replace uh, Hugo Lloris. I do you want to start, Armin? Yeah. Um, obviously, there's especially at the back. I think you need to. They probably need a left back, a right back. And the centre back. So, yeah. Oh, what was I had? I had it on my list. Wait. <laughs> um, where's my fucking list? Toto, you go ahead. Wait, I find it. Yeah, I, I had a centre back that can play left back, but I'm not a huge fan of him playing as a left back. But I prefer him as a centre back, and he's quite young. It's Luca Bar from Lyon. Uh, if you were watching the Euro 21, he's really good, and even with Lyon, is He's powerful, he's good on the ball, and yeah, he's fast as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, a really good centre-back, and I think he would be a good addition to that team, because he's, yeah, even even I think he's got a lot to, to improve. I think this guy can be a great addition to the team, and even more in the future. And I don't think that Lyon would ask a huge price for him. Uh, so I think Lukeback could be a good choice, and yeah. That's a very interesting uh, shout. I, I was yeah. also looking at defensive stability. I actually, I mean, the memes were were ripe when it came up, but Harry Maguire, I think, would be a good signing for Spurs. He, I don't see Postoglu playing too much of an offensive football. I think they're going to stay a counter-attacking team. They've traditionally been that over the last five or six years. Even under Poch, they've, they were lethal on the counter, even if they had ways to adapt their game. I think Maguire would add, again, experience to that back line. You probably can't pair him with Eric Dyer for lack of pace, but Maguire needs to play in a in a year leading up to the Euros, and it might be the only other top seven club who would take him. So I think he could he could do well for them. I think if you sign Maguire, they also need to sign Van de Ven from Wolfsburg because Wolfsburg have just signed a centre-half and Mickey van der Ven, the Dutch centre-half, could be on his way out. So that could be a nice combination maybe also to then relieve some of the pressure on on Eric Dyer and, and Devinson Sanchez and whoever else they got back there because they haven't really been doing well under pressure. Armand, did you find your list? Yeah, yeah. I get the Maguire shot, but if they want, if they're going to keep going with the three at the back, I only see him in that central role, central uh, center back, and I think Dyer's already there. And I don't he would be an upgrade though on Eric Dyer, surely. I don't think so. He hasn't played football know. in the last two years. Yeah. 
I, I don't really, I'm not really a, that big of a hater in a way of Maguire, like the public is, but I don't really, he's like a bit of a championship center back for me. I mean, he's great in the air. He's tall. He's, he's very robust, but he's not that good with his feet. Pretty much all he, of those qualities, though, are qualities that Spurs have lacked. Yeah, but it's not enough. It's not enough for me to, to, to. Uh, if you want to get top four, you need. I had Tomori on my list. It's maybe a bit unrealistic, but Tomori, I think, has improved so much, in physically as well. But again, to Maguire, I don't, I don't think he is very good with his feet, and he just lacks pace, man. He's just so yeah. slow, and I. I cannot see how you want to progress as Tottenham with with that kind of centre back in a way, you know. So uh, I'm I'm really sure on that. And yeah, Tomori I think would it would be a great addition. I mean, if you think if they want to play a back four and Romero and Rodri, uh, Romero and uh, Tomori would be a yeah. solid. It'd be a strong yeah, pairing. Not sure Tomori is for sale at the moment. Hashi no, is, no, is shouting uh, at this, going like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he wants, I think he wants to get back in the PL probably at some point. Probably at some point. Yeah. Or do we want to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Liverpool, who have been bolstering the ranks at midfield in the midfield, which was necessary because the change of guard, Chamberlain, Milner, leaving the club already cater also leaving so they're always going to sign center midfielders they've gone for McAllister nice and early Dominic Soboslai was also confirmed recently is that enough to strengthen their midfield do they need to look elsewhere what are your what are your thoughts Toto to be fair I was thinking about that midfield as well and I think there was still a problem at that sixth position because Fabinho had a difficult season uh, last year, Thiago the same, and they're both getting old, and I don't think they're going to play at that level for more than one or two years. And I was thinking about a six in the Premier League that knows the Prem, and I went with Padinha, because I I don't think he he would be ready yet to be the number one starter for, for, for Liverpool, but you know what, to, to, to have Fabinho and him to play both games, and I think he's powerful, he's good on the ball, he, can, he has such a huge impact with Fulham this year, and I think in the Prem it will be really good, because McAllister and Sobosna are not going to play in that position, they're not the players that you think are going to do that, and if clubs still want to play with um, Trent coming in, in midfield, I think you need someone that is really strength. And yeah, I think Palina would be a good shout. It's a I very good if... idea, actually. I I was very I, impressed I watching the if... uh, Fulham. Yeah, and I don't know if Fulham are going to to let him leave, and I don't know if he's available. What is the price? But I think it would be a good shout. I really think that they need a six because in one or two years, Fabinho won't be here anymore. And even this year, I don't think that family will be at the level that they need. So, yeah. Armin, your thoughts? Yeah, I I agree with that. I think they do need a six. Maybe Fabinho. I don't know if he's getting old or it's just a bad of yeah. a bit of uh, run of bad form. But I do still think he's exceptional. And I do think they have enough now in the midfield. 
for like the the two eights in a way, like Soboslai, McAllister, even Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones are two midfielders I really like. I, I really like them. Um, and the problem this season that uh, for Liverpool has been away at home. You know, at home they were really good. So I, I think they need maybe a touch more physicality in there to really suit that style. And it's really unrealistic. Um, but I think Goretzka would suit Liverpool like perfectly. But yeah, they, they just signed Sobaslai. So this maybe it's just one midfielder too much that they need another big midfielder like that. Um, so, yeah, um, for a six, Emre Can, I thought of him as well. Going back to Liverpool. Unlikely comeback. Unlikely. Mm-hmm. But I think... I don't know, how old is he? He's, this is a Toto question. I believe he's 31. <laughs> oh, wow. 31 yeah, already? 32, maybe. 32. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's too old probably. But if you look if you look around Europe, there's not really many. Twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. There's not really many sixes available, are they? I mean, all the sixes are really nailed on at their clubs, so it's really it's a really difficult market. I have a name that I will get to later, but I think for Liverpool, I was thinking they might need a centre half. I could see them signing a a Guardiola type player. Who's yeah, young and, and could eventually fit in for for Virgil? Virgil van Dijk turns thirty two in three days, so um, he's not going to be around for much much longer. Even if he's still mm. at the top of his game, he he will drop off sooner or later. Yeah. And I think none of the young <clears throat> centre halves at Liverpool currently seem like they will be ready to step into his into his footsteps, into his boots anytime soon. Joe Gomez hasn't developed the way we expected him to develop when he first came onto the scene. So maybe someone like Guardiola, who who could learn from Van Dijk for a couple of years before he then becomes the, the boss in the defence, could be a good signing. The The other thing for me that I keep looking at are fullback covers. It's kind of a similar situation to Harry Kane replacements at Spurs because you want someone of near enough that level to really push him. But you also want someone who's happy to play second fiddle, which is very difficult because Robertson and Trent are just absolute stalwarts of their, of their traits. So it's going to be difficult to find someone there to fit the bill. Who's happy to kind of be a replacement for large parts of the season. And, And so I don't know, I don't really have a name there, but for me, a center back seems to be on the cards for them. I think they need an extra man in there. Um, just to kind of bolster the ranks and maybe look to the future a bit in that position. Yeah, it's a good shout. All right. We have four more teams to go. Last year's top four to come up. We'll just take a quick break now and we'll be right back. We are back. And we are back to talk Newcastle. This is a sore spot for Hashi, but we do need to mention Sandra Tanali joining them. A big signing for any Premier League team, huge signing for Newcastle, I'm sure. He His set pieces are very dangerous. He's an all-round good player that will develop more over the years. Already won one Scudetto in Italy and played Champions League football. And this summer's, um, 
this summer's Euros tournament as well, where he captained Italy. So they're signing a very decent player. Who else do Newcastle need, Arman? Is there any position in particular you were looking at or what are your thoughts? I think they need a left back and a winger as well. Um, yeah, as a left back, there's been Tierney has been mentioned. Would he I be a good would, signing? Yeah, I, I think it would be a good signing. He's very, he's very reliable. He's very good defensively. He has a good left foot. Maybe he's not the left back who gets you to that title winning stage, but I think for the moment he would, he would be perfect. And I have, I have two players. I have Diaby as well on the right wing. That's yeah. been mentioned as well. And yeah, I mean, we all know Diaby. And I think it would be an upgrade to Almiron. And they do need some rotation, you know. The last season they played weekend, weekend, weekend. And this this season is going to be a bit different. Yeah, very much so. These are these are interesting shouts. Diaby obviously very much put in, in connection with Newcastle. They're, at some stage, they looked like they were already set to sign him. Now it's cooled off a little bit, that trail but we could still see it happening. Toto, what are your thoughts on Newcastle? You know, I had exactly the same. I was thinking about the left back, but didn't manage to find a name. It's really tough to, to have a good left back now because the good one, Teo Hernandez, Alfonso Davis, I don't think they're going to, to leave for Newcastle. So really tough to find one. Tierney would be a good shout. Yeah, I agree with our man. And yeah, Winger, I had Moussa Diaby as well. Uh, I know, as you said, they were talking about him. I think he's a really good winger. But again, would it sweep the Premier League? I don't really know. We we talk about it uh, in the past. I'm not sure it would fit that much of Premier League, but it's still a quality player. So I think I would still go for him. Nice. I was looking at the squad and I obviously the left-back position, you can't really ignore the fact that Dan Byrne just played a year of left-back for Newcastle. While you know, he, did, he had some great games and did a good job. Is he really the guy who will take you through to the knockout stage of the Champions League if you have that sort of budget in the bank? I don't think so. Yeah. Elsewhere, though, I think they could go for Jesper Lindstrom from Eintracht Frankfurt, a young Danish number 10. He was linked with them a few weeks ago, and I could really see this being a very Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe player. Uh, good worker. you got European experience with Frankfurt after playing Champions League. Uh, he's he's a classy player, got a decent engine on him, and it just could work well with the system. After failing to sign Madison, I think he could be a good a second option on that. Uh, while I think they Newcastle could just all round bolster their squad because, as you said, Armand, they now need that strength and depth that they didn't really need to rely on last year, but this season they will definitely mm-hmm. need it. An interesting player, I think, also maybe for Liverpool could be Calvin Phillips. He will be looking to play because he's not going to get past Kovacic and Rodri anytime soon by the looks of it. Mm. Never really got into that, broke into that Man City team. But in the Euros year, he will he will want to play and he needs to go. And I think he's a good option for Newcastle. He might also be a good option for Liverpool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good chance. Cool. We are moving on. Next up, Manchester United. Uh yeah, we all know the positions really straight up forward. Just a goalkeeper and a striker. Yeah. The question is now which one? 
and who? I think we all got an idea for the striker, at least. Yeah, well, but is it going not, to happen? It's not yeah. happening. I think yeah. there's no rumors, there's no sources. And by the looks of it, Manchester United are more of a, they're having to deal with problems internally more than uh, signing players. And uh, <laughs> Fab is not really happy about it, but I am. <laughs> I mean, listen, emotional emotional connection aside, I'm obviously very annoyed at this situation with the whole ownership changing and not changing and changing. And actually, no, it's not. Well, no, but it, we are set. No, but we're not selling. Uh, the I think Mason Mount is a really good signing. Mason Mount is a signing that smells of Ten Hag. He, it sounds like he has been monitoring for a while. It, it, he could fit that bill kind of as an Ericsson replacement, if not upgrade in the future. I think Mount is highly underrated by a lot of people. He will cause a lot of frustration with United fans the first time he doesn't have a brilliant game. And they'll be like, oh, what the hell? We paid 60 million for him. But I actually really rate him. I think he's he does a lot of off-the-ball work that goes unnoticed. We've had this discussion in many group chats before. I think he's a very good player. So I'm very happy with that signing. For me, United are still four players short at the moment. Maybe five. Obvious one. The obvious one is the striker. And I said a few weeks ago on the pod, if Man United are a serious club they're going to just splash the cash and get Harry Kane. It's just that simple. And if they're not a serious club, which unsurprisingly it looks like is the case again, they're going to faff around and end up not getting Harry Kane at the end of the summer. And it's going to be looking the same. Even if they don't get Harry Kane, however, they do need a striker. I mean, there's no denying that Manchester United are desperate for a striker. They've just been too many seasons of evidence now that Anthony Martial will not be able to carry the burden of scoring all those goals up top about their course has, has been released and we're definitely not signing him again. So they just need a striker. Harry Kane, ideally, I, and it's a difficult market for strikers. We've mentioned this before. Chelsea are looking for one as well. So it, it's very, very competitive, very difficult. And there aren't that many clear-cut world-class in their prime options, excuse me, available out there. So very difficult. Otherwise, I'd love them to sign Onana. I think he would be a perfect upgrade on the here. Uh, 26, 27 years old, experienced, great on the ball, just played a Champions League final, played well in the Champions League final as well. Uh, just just would be a very natural signing, played for Ajax as well, so he has that Ten Hag connection. I could also I also mentioned his name before, but Frimpong would be great. I think United need a right back. I reckon Shaw is good enough. Right-hand side, maybe not as much. And I also still believe we do need a backup for Casemiro at holding midfield. This will kind of only be happening, or this is perhaps the the lowest uh, rated transfer in terms of urgency. As long as Scott McTominay is there, he can still be a backup. But I do believe United need to sign a better holding midfielder. Will I? Do I think all these transfers will come up? Absolutely fucking not. I think the club are faffing about and they're not serious and it will all end in tears. At this stage now, I think for me, it's looking very clear. I don't think it's a mystery what the club needs. The The progress has been made and now it's down to the board to deliver the next step of progress and then Ten Hag can have another run for the 10 months between September and July next year. We shall see. Anything to add on that, boys? Yeah, I think it's so important to get these signings early. 
because this, the the clock is ticking and when preseason starts you want you want to have your squad here you know and you want of course get rid of the the players you don't want and it's it's worrying because all the other clubs like Liverpool, Newcastle, Arsenal, sort of United's competition are really moving forward and that's that doesn't help as well with the fan base you know that you can see that that's affecting them I see or some comments as well there they're really not happy and I do think Mount is a great signing but I'm not really as I, I like him he's a good player but he's not that guy you know he's not he's not the player who is gonna run your midfield I don't really see that at the moment. I don't think he was bought to run the midfield. I think they have players who run the midfield with Casemiro yeah, he... and, and Bruno Fernandes. I think what he is, is he's, a, he's the third player in that triangle. Yeah, he has quality and he's very good off the ball and he's he presses very well. He has good stamina and stuff like that. But it's n- it's never enough. It's not enough. And, and yeah, that's, that's one of that. that. Cool. I mean, no, I think we're all agreed. It's not enough for United to make a good summer yeah. of transfers. But it's a good start. It's a good start, of course. All right. Let's move on to Arsenal. We obviously spoke in depth awesome. about Arsenal in the last pod. We discussed their transfer options and their transfer movements, discussing how Declan Rice might not be the profile that they need right now, even though he is a good player and a good transfer to be made early in the in the window. Same goes for Havertz. You discussed that you might want them to sign an extra right back. Is there any name? Are there any names attached to that, Armin? I changed that actually because I, can, I saw that Timber can play as a right back as well. Yeah. So... This is a, just for people not sure who we're talking about. We're talking about Durian Timber Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I, Arsenal have been linked with the Ajax defender for a long time yeah. now, and it looks like the signing number it's, three of the summer. It's looking good. It's not here we go yet, but it's looking good. <laughs> and if we if we get him, then I don't think we need any. And at left back, we're fine as well. Um, up top, we're fine as well. And in the midfield, if Chaka goes... I do want to see a replacement because the amount of games are going to be crazy this year. And I was just thinking and thinking and thinking. And I was hoping for a player that can play very good in possession, but can be very good in transitional moments as well and be really aggressive. So I thought of uh, Llorente from Atletico. Oof. What a yeah. baller. And not just on FIFA. Not just on FIFA. And I think because he, he like he's Spanish, he plays in the national team as well. He has that knack for position for like football on the ball. Yeah. But he also plays for Atletico and there, you know, he, he you know he's gonna be very well taught by Simeone in terms of organization, in terms of aggressiveness. So yeah, that's a pro like this is a profile I would lo- like to see, but he would have to get be accustomed to not playing maybe every game or the, more, the important games. And I don't know 
how does he feel about that? Coach, do you want to add to that? Uh, yeah, I don't think Atletico are going to let him leave as well. But no. That's <laughs> but uh, you, you said you, you think you're good at top. To be fair, I, I like Gabriel Jesus, but I think like City, you need a striker that's one chance, one goal. And I don't no. think you have that. He was well, injured. Come on, man. He was injured for like yeah, three Yeah, but months. even before, even at City, uh, it's always the same. He's not the striker that is going to score 25 plus goal. But uh, Odegaard and Saka and Martinelli scored like all, all more than 10 goals. Yeah, to be honest, I like enough. to split the goals more. It's for me, I, I like the system better. And Jesus, yeah, he's not that number nine, but he links up everything so well. And yeah, you see that in that Odegaard no scoring soccer. I scoring, agree with you, Tosa. I, I agree with kind of both of you. I think I think he's a good match. And I said this before, last summer before they signed him. I don't think he's a 20-goal-a-season striker. Mm-hmm. And he has proved me right so far. I don't think he but is But he would that. have been if he hadn't been injured. If but he, I think if, that's if the key thing. I think, I think what you're saying there is the exact problem with Gabby. Jesus. His injury record is atrocious. He's yet to complete 40 games a season. He's, he will always in any given season have a spell of unavailability. He's had it for Man City. He's had it for Arsenal in his first year. I, unless that changes, he will never reach 20 goals for me. And I don't think it's a problem that he doesn't reach 30 goals, but, but with his injuries, that for me, it means they need a backup. And whether that is, that's Balogun, whether that's Nketiah, whether that's someone yeah, else, we don't know. I, I haven't heard anything okay. on this account. But I think the the injuries are the bigger concern than the yeah the goals are because he would have easily scored more than twenty goals if he would have been. You think? Yeah. Oh wow! If he played, if no, but if he played fifty game fifty games for Arsenal in that squad this season, he would have reached twenty goals easy in all competitions. Yeah, he had the, he had the eleven goals in, in the Prem. That's my yeah. that's my point. He will yeah. not reach. 50 games because he's always going to be injured for 10 15 so there's the problem but he gets he gets assists as well and I, I to be honest i like the system how it is and it proven me and it's proven successful so i wouldn't change anything up top honestly i wouldn't change anything okay we we better teams like at the emirates man united spurs liverpool we just outscored them and why would you change that when you score against the big teams like that I can't really see it to be honest. Chelsea as well. Yeah, I I agree. I think you're fine. I think I do think you need an extra man, even if it's Balogun getting a chance, which I would personally love because yeah, he he will he will get some minutes if if he gets as well. Cool. I personally want to just add Timothy Castagna to the list yeah. of names. For me, the profile, from what I can tell, the profile of players Arteta and Edu have gone for are versatile players. You're like you have your your trossards who can play all around the top four, the front four. Because for me, that the squad, the eleven stands. The the strongest eleven is quite clear, or was quite clear this year. And so then the transfers are going to have to be versatile players who could fit in on various positions, just as a replacement to give those key players rest. And Trossard is a brilliant signing in terms of he can play all over the front three, front four, wherever. So he can fit in. And I think Timothy Timothy Castagna is a similar player type where he probably isn't good enough to start week in, week out for Arsenal, but he could replace 
the right back. He can pre- replace the right mid if you're trying to close in a game last 30 minutes or so. He adds a bit of physicality. He's a good enough player. He will be a clever enough yeah, player sure. to understand the tactics. Yeah, I think he could be a good signing for them. I really do. He probably doesn't earn the crazy him. wages and he's on a free. So I don't see any harm in, in, in signing him. I think he could bolster the, the squad in a very good way. Hey Tom, what was your, what's your, which strike do you want to bring to Arsenal? Uh, I had no idea because uh, I was thinking I was like Osimhen is not a good sound, Kolomani maybe, but I don't think so. But yeah, it's really tough to find a striker. That's the thing. But because I can say yeah, Mbappe, but I don't know if you yeah. saw the the video I'll on take FTV. Him. I take him. Uh, they were talking. Do you think that Arsenal can now? Put them same for Mbappe, and I was like, "Oh, come on!" Yeah, you never know. No. One day he may become <laughs> delusional. To Colney, one FA Cup since 2016, and just got back into the Champions League. And no, two FA Cups in the last 15 years, and just got back in the Champions League for the first time since 16. And talking Mbappe, allow yeah, it, bro. Allow it. Let's talk. The progress talk is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about Man City before before we lose our credibility as ball knowers. Manchester City have replaced Gundogan by signing Kovacic. And this, for me, next to Chelsea, was the most difficult one because what what actually is their weakness? What do they need to sign? Toto, did you find anyone? Uh, I think it's an easy one, but I would say Kimmich. I think Kimmich will play in any team in the Prem, in any team in the world. And I think Kimmich can play a lot of different roles. So I think it would be a good shout. He, play, he already played under Pep, so he knows how to play with him. I don't think Bayern are going to let him live, but I think he would be a, good, a great addition to the team. But is it going to happen? I don't think so. But yeah. But apart from that, it's really tough. Because, yeah. It's not the yeah, type of signing that Man City are like crying out for it's just he would probably yeah. be one of the very few players good enough to get actual yeah, game time in that but team. why though there, yeah. i mean there is Rod- rodri and he's nailed on every game yeah that's true but i think it would be a great addition because i'm not a huge fan of that but he can play as a right back as well and coming then into midfield i don't think that it would be the main position that Quadra would play him but i think he can play that role i think he can play as a six to to be in at the place of Rodri, I don't think it's going to happen. But the thing is that you can play him anywhere on the pitch. He can play different roles that Guardiola loves. So I think he will be a great addition to the team. But once again, it's not going to happen. But that was one of the few names that can play in that team. Fair point. Armand, did you find anyone for Man City? No, I didn't find anyone. There's no need for anyone. Um, you can see... I think Kovacic is the perfect replacement for Gundogan. I rate Kovacic very highly. Yeah, you don't you don't need anyone. I mean, if there is no problem with the squad, why would you yeah. try and buy some big personality like Kimmich, who's then maybe gonna dysfunction or maybe gonna rattle the team team chemistry? And I think what I heard, they have a really even before they won the title, of course, they have a really strong bond and they have a good atmosphere so i wouldn't I wouldn't change anything maybe um like maybe a replacement for 
or like a, a rotation player. But even there, I don't really see anyone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything to that squad, to be honest. No. I reckon the danger for Man City in this situation is that players might lose a bit of the hunger. I know Guardiola is great at keeping his his players hungry, but they have just won everything. And I reckon a bit of competition for squad squad uh, for places in the eleven. They already have that. Wouldn't be a bad shout. Tell me, one player doesn't have competition in the squad. Every player has competition. Man, I'm just I'm just trying. You know, I mean, I I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I but really there's no need to, to to splash cash if you. If, if no, but maybe you release one or two players. Maybe you let a couple of players. I mean, even last season, we spoke about this before as well. You know, they let go of Sterling. They let go of Sinchenko, Gabi Jesus. They let go exactly. of Cancelo in winter. So there's there, there are always big names coming in and out and not because they're not good enough anymore, but because they need to keep it fresh and keep, yeah, to keep the, the hunger. hunger going and keep the competition that. going. So, I, it, yeah, I mean, if they do anything, it will be in that nature where they try and just keep keep things keep the revolving doors going and Kovacic definitely does that with coming in for Gundogan I, I, looking at the squad you'd say they need fullbacks but do they so I I mean if they do sign a fullback Hakimi would be one of the few that comes to mind no way PSG are, are yeah. selling him no way he's committed enough either so I don't know I don't really have a name either for Man City unfortunately uh, yeah one because... thing about Man City is that Phil Foden is probably the best player on the bench in the world. And it yeah. really hurts me, to be honest. It, And I think he's better than Grealish. Honestly, I do think he's better. Every time I see this guy on the bench, I think. Yeah, he's better than Grealish. Go, but... Come to Arsenal. Or, I don't know. He's too good to be but... on the bench. And it really annoys yeah, me but that the, the this thing... squad pipped yeah. with players and these talents, even Morris, I, Morris is an exceptional player and they don't get the the game tie that they deserve. And so, they've, to be they've fair, the, I, yeah, sorry. I checked that because I was talking with my friends about Morris and he's got like 50 minutes uh, played less than Bernardo Silva. Something like that. It's not that much. It's just like... But but Morris always play plays in the, in, the, yeah. in the Premier League games when it's like an easy game. Yeah, but he still plays. He still plays, but not on the big stage, and that's yeah, what it deserves. Yeah. But if I they play against, you say that, you say that, and then he scores a goal against Bayern. Was it Real Madrid? He scored one of the big Champions League games for them. I forget now. No, I mean this year. No, no, I'm, I'm talking this year. Yeah, but he came out of the bench. I mean, uh, I think when you're playing like Foden and or Mahrez, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, I do know what I you mean. mean. I do know what you mean. And I, that, that's why I hope to get fucking sanctioned as well. I mean. <laughs> it's just cheating, man. It is. It is. It does feel like cheating. They are a problem. But I, I, I think Foden is better than Grealish. But when you, when you talk about a team, the way that Guardiola wants Foden yeah. or Grealish to play on that left side, I think Grealish suits more. So that's yeah. why he plays ahead of Foden. But I get that Foden is. I think. I think better uh, than him. Just Grealish. A phone had an injury, and Grealish had a good run of form, and there was no yeah. way to. There's no reason to uh, to to change that, but I think phone is a better player than Grealish, especially yeah, on the yeah. wing. Yeah, this is this is true. Okay, we 
are done with our roundup of all the players the top seven clubs need to sign thank you very much for listening in please do get in touch let us know if we're talking out of our butts if we've forgotten any players that player that these clubs need to sign keep a lookout for us on the socials there might be more content coming your way very soon we will try and stay as active as possible while my two baller friends are off on holidays all over europe and the world <laughs> and uh yeah follow us on instagram i do want to end this show with one quick last edition you each starting with arman give me the top four in may of 2024 Oh, I, I get it. Uh, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Newcastle. Toto? Wait. City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United. I prefer Toto's list. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> I mean, City, a, City. That was obvious. a worrying look. City are obvious. <laughs> I Liverpool for me are obvious as well. They're going to be strong. Yeah. Europa League music in the background, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think the uh, other two, the other two, are up for grabs. I could even say see, it, I, could, I could see Arsenal dropping out. I could see. I mean, I want what? United to be in there, so I'm going to go with, our, with United. Clip and that. I'm going to put Chelsea Clip in there that. as well. I'm going to let Arsenal oh. drop out. I think Arsenal and Newcastle will struggle with the Champions League. And Arsenal, sign, Arsenal letting go of, of Chaka, I think, is a big mistake. So there you have it. Clip Completely it. aware that it's wishful thinking with United. I don't think Clip United it. are a top four team right now. You know, I, I don't know if you, if you follow on Twitter the Europa League account. They are so funny. They always they are pretty like funny. the two of Liverpool. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, it's so funny. Okay, we'll leave it there. Boys, thank you so much for today. That was good fun. Thank you all to all the listeners for sticking with us through the football-free period. Keep an eye out for us on the socials. Follow us on Instagram, the Swiss Ballers Pod, and we shall see you soon. See you guys. Bye-bye.